Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahomans, Oklahoma State football podcast. I am your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh. Uh, and I guess we can say the uh, third time's a charm for this uh, this Cowboy Chronicles. <laughs> oh, we, man. We tried twice on Twitter spaces after the game, after Oklahoma State's 36-25 to victory over Baylor, wandering around outside McLean Stadium. Uh, the uh, the internet was not cooperating with us. So so here we are in our hotel. Um, we were gonna we were gonna finally record one of these post game podcasts before midnight. Yeah, and uh, here we are at midnight. Here we, here it is after midnight now, and we're uh, we're recording in the, uh, the the nice little dining room area of our hotel room. I'm so. I'm gonna promise you something. We're not that old, <laughs> right, gentlemen? We are not that old. We're not. Um, we know how technology works, but here we are. Struggling with this. I almost walked into the river, I think, outside the yeah, stadium. I, I, I got think. a little turned around. Um, but uh, we're going to get this done. We're about to have to fish you out of the Brazos. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump to it. Lots of stuff to touch on from, from this ball game. Lots of important events. Lots of key individual plays. Just a, a ton of stuff in this ball game. Again, a 36-25 Oklahoma State victory. Cowboys come in ranked number nine, Baylor number 16. Baylor was actually, uh, I think, around a two-point favorite by the time uh, it was all said and done. Um, but the Cowboys come into Waco and uh, and pull out the victory. Really, uh, really impressive. What would you say, Jacob, sticks with you the most from what we saw earlier today at McLean Stadium? The short yardage jumps out to me, but I think I'm going to go with special teams for now just because mm-hmm. – that unit was so dynamic, no matter what it did. Um, from Jaden Nixon's kickoff return touchdown to Brandon Presley's 50-yard return that set up another touchdown to Tom Hutton's punting. And I don't like to use the word electric for a punter, but he was <laughs> electric today. Um, you know, he pinned him on the two early, punting from the from <laughs> Baylor's 39, which is still a, an idea that blows my mind. Um uh, Strand him again on the five. Uh, had two more that were either downed or fair caught in the uh, inside the twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, out of five punts, yeah, and uh, that's big time. And you don't see that kind of punting changing game like it did today. But it just really felt like his punting, along with the returns, just kind of switched this whole thing towards OSU. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the one that was downed at the two by Braylon Presley. Uh, next play, the defense gets a safety, the second safety of the season, mm-hmm. uh, second safety in four games, and they hadn't. What was it, 1991? The last time yeah. they had two safeties in a season. So, um, really big deal. You mentioned uh, you mentioned the short yardage stuff. I think when you're talking about the things from this game that are going to pay off long term for this team, that's a really big one. Because there are going to be moments throughout the year where they're going to have to go and get a yard when they need a yard. And they proved to themselves more than anything 
that they can do that against a really good defensive line. They took on Siaki Ika, Jackson Player, those really good defensive tackles and defensive ends of Baylor, and uh, and went and got yardage when uh, when when they had it. it was it was crazy watching uh, Oklahoma State Twitter get a little bit nervous every time that we were tweeting <laughs> about OSU being at the Baylor one yard line, but uh, but they they converted. Um, you had the fourth down and one on the first drive. You had uh, uh, the, they scored a touchdown a couple of plays later. You had Spencer Sanders quarterback sneak for a touchdown. Dominic Richardson diving over the top for a touchdown. We even saw DeAndre Jackson get his first uh, his mm-hmm. first carry as a Cowboy in a short yardage situation and convert a first down. So uh, they lined up, played tough, and and got a yard when they needed to get a yard. And as they get down the stretch with the the, the tough situations they're going to face in this uh, in this Big Twelve season, a lot of times on the road in some of these games. It's going to be really important that they that they are able to do that, and I think that today was uh, was laying the foundation for something that that they felt like has been a struggle for this program in recent years. And, and Mike Gundy talked about that. He talked about how in the spring they worked a lot on that after the Baylor game in December, and they worked a lot on it, worked a lot of that in August and fall camp. So we finally saw it come through. And I got to give a shout out to Dominic Richardson standing up. Ika like he did right. running through him on yeah. that one play was super impressive, um, and you could maybe kind of felt a little bit of uh, aggression and payback let out there in that one right. hit by Richardson there. Just kind of, you know, I, I remember you from last year really giving us problems that mm-hmm. I'm going to show otherwise. It just seemed like OSU was so motivated, and also maybe a little tired of hearing about Ika all week, and so yeah. they want to go out and prove that they could be tough and physical too. With that, we'll kind of turn the page to some of the individual things that, uh, that that stood out, and there were a lot of them. But Dominic Richardson is 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 one of those, not just for for that play when he took on Ika, basically uh, head up and uh, and really won the battle. Um, people are going to look at the stats and and think it was a mediocre day for him. Uh, Twenty four carries, seventy three yards, and, and a touchdown. Uh, the longest carry that he had on the day was 10 yards, only averaged, uh, what, three yards a carry, roughly. Um, so you look at the numbers and you think, eh, but the yards that he was getting, the way that he was getting those yards, the importance of what he was doing in the hole or, uh, or, or once he got through the hole and was taking on contact, seemed like he was always falling forward mm-hmm. he was always trying to punish somebody and and i mean he earned each and every one of those 73 yards in this game and and they were all valuable well he he was he looked like the every down back that osu wants right. him to be um, which i thought was super important um but the other thing is too is his numbers aren't going to pop off the page like you mentioned but baylor came in allowing 79 rushing yards a game yeah and they came out and more than doubled that, which is right. super impressive against his defensive front. And Richardson was the big reason why. I mean, Spencer ran the ball really, well, really mm-hmm. well in the first half, didn't really run as much in the second half. But when you get that out of Richardson, um, you're going to wear down a defensive front a little bit too because mm-hmm. the offensive line, I think, proved tonight they could run block because they hadn't really done much of that very well in the, in the first three games. Yeah. Um, and so they came out there and really kind of did that. And they, I thought they protected Spencer overall pretty well too. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's a good round. 
good all good all around performance for the offensive line too. It was. It was. Uh, it was big time. I didn't realize it till you you brought up the every down back idea, and I went to see how many passes Richardson caught. He actually caught four. Mm-hmm. So um, first play of the game was to him. Right. Yeah. On the screen. Yeah, he was uh, number two in terms of uh, in terms of receptions on the day. Brendan Presley led the team eight for eighty six, and uh, that was one that I I, I expected a, a big day from him mm-hmm. because of the fact that they were going to have to throw underneath as much as they did. And yeah, targeted ten times, caught eight for eighty six yards, long of uh, of nineteen, which kind of surprises me. It seems a little short. I thought he <laughs> thought he had a, a couple of them that were a little bit longer than that, but uh, but nonetheless, a big day. Spencer Sanders, 181 passing yards, 75 rushing yards, a touchdown on each. So um, uh, solid. He didn't uh, didn't have too many plays that that wowed you. Though he had a couple of runs that were pretty impressive at some important times. Uh, but really reliable. Had the one pick. Uh, but uh, the one pick. Yes, everybody. exactly. One. That's uh, that's the key number. On, on a decision be. they said was the right decision, just the good play by the defender to right. jump the route. Right, exactly. That's uh, how uh, that's how Gundy described it. And, so, and, and Spencer had great throws too. And think about the throw to Bryson Green mm-hmm. early for the touchdown on the right. first drive, and the throw to uh, Braden Johnson was good too. That Johnson one. went up, yeah. That Johnson went up and got. Um, so, and then I still think of that throw that he made to Presley, that was. That long throw that looked like he had no chance to complete, right. and he lofted up there, and Presley dove and caught it. That was such a great throw. Yeah, Presley had a guy behind him, mm-hmm. and there was a, a, a shallow defender that was drifting back. He dropped it right in between the two of them. I thought that was a yeah, really impressive throw. Um, you brought up special teams earlier, but uh, since we're on the topic of individual performances, come back to that briefly. Jaden Nixon with oh, the, the 98-yard kickoff return. Uh, was an incredible play. When a guy stumbles at midfield uh, on a play like that, you kind of think the play is over. Yeah, he's going to fall. And he or not only, yeah, he not only regained his balance, but he outran everybody from that point. Um, and that was impressive. Mike Gundy alluded to the fact that you know he's a guy that it only takes him a couple of steps to get back to full speed, and he definitely showed that at that point. So um, that was uh, that was incredibly impressive. Bryson Green had two really important catches, one that was for a touchdown on the fade, and then another one that set up a field goal. <laughs> the save John Paul Richardson's throw <laughs> yeah, exactly. was not great. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You, uh, I, I mentioned looking at the stats with Dominic Richardson. You look at the stats with John Paul Richardson, hey, he threw a, a pass for <laughs> completion for 32 yards. Yeah, barely. Um, yeah, exactly. Should have been, uh, been 33 and a touchdown, uh, but uh, uh, that's how it goes sometimes. I mean, that's a – when you're, it's already tricky when it's a receiver throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he's got quarterback blood in him. Uh, you know, his dad was a a, a quarterback, but um, you know he's a lefty, so he's uh, he's taking the the reverse, running to his left, and throwing on the run, and uh, yeah, you know, it just kind of just kind of drifted. It lofted bit. on him. It just kind of hung up there. And yeah, Bryson, I thought there's no way he's going to keep his foot in bounds. And yeah. he did. That he, was impressive. He absolutely did. Um, Really, uh, really, some big time stuff. Um, looking at the uh, the defensive side of the ball, they had two interceptions in the fourth quarter that uh, that, that turned out to just be massive. Um, you know, Baylor was uh, they were going for it and succeeding oh on, on fourth downs. They had no intention to ever punt the ball again. They may not no. punt again the rest of the season. <laughs> I don't know. Done. They might be done. Their at punter this point. is going to the transfer portal tomorrow. Yeah. 
but uh, but Thomas Harper comes up with uh, with one on a, a bobbled pass, mm-hmm. and then Jason Taylor just made a, a Jason Taylor play. He was due. He, he was, was due. He he yeah. missed one earlier in the game. Yeah, because we thought he was going to get the one on the forty nine yard touchdown pass mm-hmm. over the top, and he mistimed his jump entirely. Yeah, and it was a clean touchdown, but mm-hmm. he he made up for it with that one. Yeah, he did. That was a a big time save. Both of those coming in the fourth quarter. The defense hadn't picked off a pass since the season opener mm-hmm. against Central Michigan. So to uh, to come up and get those two clutch turnovers in the fourth quarter was uh, was was really important. And after the game, Jason said, "Like these things come in bunches, so maybe this mm-hmm. might be the start of a little bit of the secondary picking it up a little bit right? on that." Yeah, could be. Um, but um, you had a feeling that the safeties were going to be important because of. Uh, of the way uh, the way Baylor runs that offense, the way they use their tight ends, which they didn't uh, uh, didn't really do a whole lot. I mean, Ben Sims caught six passes, but uh, but just thirty three yards. Dropped one into Thomas Harper's arms. Yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, really, uh, really solid uh, late play from the uh, from the defensive secondary uh, in in, uh, in that realm. Um, defensive line, I thought, was really good again. Mm-hmm. Derek Mason did not do a lot to try to get pressure. There was a lot of three-man, four-man mm-hmm. rushes, uh, particularly early. Tried to do a little bit more in the second half, it seemed like. Uh, but overall, um, you know, they uh, they kept good containment, got in his face some, got a couple of sacks. Colin Oliver got uh, got him another one. Um, Rock Martin got <laughs> about as easy a sack as yeah, you're going to see. Brock Martin scared Blake Shapin into that sack. <laughs> yes. He really did. He looked. He like he was coming hard, and Shapin just crumbled to the ground. Um, yeah. Which, without details, Brock Martin was not happy about that. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but he'll take the sack and move on. Yeah, yeah. They need a category for that scare sack. Yeah, a scare sack. They yeah, need to, they need um, to. I, I got to point out Trace Ford on this defensive line talk too. Right, when he bull rushed the uh, the uh, what is it the right tackle there yes. for for Baylor um, was one of the most impressive things I saw all night. He pushed him back what fifteen yards maybe, it, it, very possible. That yeah. guy had no chance whatsoever, and Ford just kept pushing him. He almost went was it Little Giants and you push him all the way and you keep running <laughs> right. with him. He almost yeah. went Little Giants on him. It was incredible. Um, and then that was that part of the play where Lacey and everyone started chasing, yeah, shaping sh- around, shaping retreated. All, uh, Lacey comes in. Ford gets back in the mix, and uh, Martin, I think, was there too, right, maybe like or it. Oliver. One of the one of those two. Yep. It wasn't all four of them on the field at the same time. It might have been Oliver. They right. were hitting Chapers running for his life, yep. mainly because the tackle almost went with him. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, that was one of the the craziest plays. Yeah, um, you know Xavier Benson had his first game as the leading tackler for this mm-hmm. defense. He had ten stops. Jason Taylor had nine. Um, I really thought Mason Cobb. Might have had some of the most important plays. Oh man, his uh, his fourth down stop early right. in the game when they were on the seven. Mm-hmm. Then he was one on one and could have easily get up a touchdown there instead. And he was the last spot. And man, he that was that was a hell of a play. That was that was uh, that was a big time moment. So um, really uh, really good stuff from from the defense. Obviously, twenty five points. Um, you know it. Uh, we're, Still, sort of in the mindset of what this defense was a year ago, mm-hmm. twenty-five feels like a lot, uh, but it's uh, is really not that bad. It was really a a pretty solid performance. Obviously, Baylor threw for a lot of yards, uh, but uh, but to limit the uh, the point production uh, to what they did, really, um, really pretty solid. It was so, a bend, not break. 
kind of day. It, it was it was one. And of the first days. half was really good. Think about it. they held them to three points. Right. So it was yeah. that third quarter where things kind of got away from them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very you know Barry Trammell wrote about this for the paper, but it was a very odd game in terms of <laughs> yeah. the the nature of of the two halves. The first half was was what we saw from OSU Baylor last year, mm-hmm. uh, both games really. And then, uh, and then Mike Gunning pointed out the third quarter was like a video game. <laughs> so uh, it was a, uh, a really, really pretty crazy deal. All right, well, that, um, that leaves Oklahoma State waiting for, uh, for Texas Tech to come to yeah. town a week from now. Obviously, we'll be, uh, we'll be back for our, our Tuesday spot at Stone Cloud Brewing Company, yeah. and, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll break down all of our, our thoughts on uh, on that coming game and uh, you know share with you some of the behind-the-scenes stuff from what players have to say on Tuesday night after practice and all those sorts of things. But, uh, you know, we, uh, uh, we, we've got to touch on the uh, most important thing I forgot before we shut it all down here. Oh, man. Um, we tu- we touched forgot. on a lot. So we I, I might have, uh, for the first time in the history of the podcast, I might have not forgotten anything. It's yeah. absolutely It's absolutely possible. That is tough. Um, you know, maybe we got to talk about Tyler Lacey briefly. Yeah. Going in and that's out. A, that's a good you one. Know, yeah. He had some good push, and then he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. It looks like we had no idea he was hurt. Right. Until uh, Dylan Buckingham from Channel 4 tweets a picture of him being carted off mm-hmm. for halftime, and then he misses, what, a series and comes yeah. back? And um, I thought his exchange with uh, Derek Mason yeah. was pretty good, saying, you know, winking at him and right. things yeah. like that. So. Yeah, yeah. Mason said he uh, – Checked on him. Said uh, Lacey said he was doing just fine, and and gave him a wink. And uh, and Mason didn't uh, didn't dig any further into it at at that point. Kept calling so. him big fella. Big fella. I like it. That's true. He's a yeah. big fella. Yeah, he is. especially next to Mason. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm almost a big fella. Yeah. You get me next to Mason, so not quite, <laughs> but uh, but almost. All right. Well, with that, we'll go ahead and, and shut it down. Thank you uh, to everybody who listened. Thanks. And uh, our apologies to those of you who tried to listen to our Twitter spaces. Hopefully we don't have uh, that technical issue again, uh, whether it was Wi-Fi at the stadium or uh, whatever might have been causing our difficulties there. We apologize. But thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for uh, uh, hanging out for another, uh, another episode of the Cowboy Chronicles. We will talk to you from Stone Cloud on Tuesday. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.